Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is Tuesday, and customarily, we have the Blueprint Power Arrow, which will follow shortly with my co-host, Coach Rob Regish, uh, where we answer your questions, and nothing is off topic. Uh, we really mean that when we say that. We answer absurd questions. Uh, if you want to call me a jerk, this is the time to do it. Um, and uh, we talk about everything from training, nutrition, supplements, drugs, and we talk about stuff that nobody talks about on this show. Uh, I don't think there's another Q&A out there uh, that covers the depth and breadth of information that we do here on this show. And we hope that you share the show and uh, let other people know that the show exists. Before we get started, of course, we have to thank our title sponsor, and that is Legendary Foods. Um, Legendary Foods started out trying to create or recreate the Pop-Tart. And what it has become is so much more. It's so much more that I'm getting messages from people saying they're out of stock. Everything is out of stock. And it doesn't surprise me because once you taste a tasty pastry, you will never want your home to be without them because they are the single best snack that will keep you in your dietary lane. 20 grams of high-quality protein, less than one gram of sugar, five grams of net carbs, if you're a net carb person, and you'll love them because they taste like you're cheating, but you're not. The flavors are amazing. Blueberry, strawberry, chocolate cake, a hot fudge sundae, birthday cake, um, red velvet cake. I mean, the list goes on and on. I didn't know this, but brown sugar cinnamon is the single most popular Pop-Tart and apparently uh, tasty pastry as well. If you go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary, you use the code SHR10, you'll save 10% off your purchase of tasty pastries. And don't forget, there's other things at Legendary Foods. They have uh, flavored uh, uh, nut butters. They have uh, seasoned almonds. They have lots of great stuff. And if you want, just listen for the secret word during the commercial break. Email that secret word to onair at superhumanradio.net. Include your mailing address and we'll send you a free box. And I'll give you a clue. Uh, today, it's not just one word. It's actually two words. So listen hard during the commercial break. Uh, now, without further delay, bring my co-host on, get all the uh, graphics set up, play his theme music. Calling all Blueprint Army. Fall in line. It's time for the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish on the Superhuman Radio Network. Hey, Rob. How you doing, man? I am doing well. It is 96 degrees and feels like 104 <laughs> up here in the great Northeast. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully you're cooler. I can confirm, by the way, what you just said about... Uh, the strawberry tasty pastry. Finally had it. It's just incredible. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're doing it. I wish I could buy stock in them as a company. It's that good. You know what's really funny? When Ron Penna and, and his 
consortium of, of, of partners and, and workers um, started Quest Nutrition. There's a, there's a man in my town here that is a good friend of mine. His father started Humana. You know who oh. you met? The insurance company. They own. Yeah. They own. They owned um, nursing homes all over the Midwest, and so they decided to self-insure, and they created an insurance company that ultimately became Humana. And so they, these people are very, very, very wealthy and very intelligent. They understand the stock market. He would ask me every week, "Is Quest looking for investors? Is Quest <laughs> looking for investors?" Jeez. And the same thing, and the same thing is happening now with Legendary. I have people who say, "Are they a public company? Can I buy stock in them?" Because everybody yeah. sees it. They're like, "Oh my God, this is," you know, um, when you see something that you know, "Oh my God, this is going to be big." You're like right away. You want to, hey, can I invest? Can I get in the ground floor? Is this like a? Is this like Apple? Like back in the day when they're in the garage, yeah. I can invest and ride it all the way to the top. And I, yeah. I'm telling you, Legendary Foods is that. I am aware of things that Legendary Foods is going to be introducing soon that will leave the rest of the uh, sports nutrition slash uh, slash healthy snack products so far like in the back that they're going to go. Gee, should we even compete? Maybe we should just close up shop. <laughs> I mean, really, that's, really. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. You know, the tasty pastries have become so popular. You don't hear about the nut butters, which are incredible. I know, I know. How does that? I mean, that, it dwarfs the nut butters. Oh, and right. by the way, to those of you in Canada, in August, right around the corner, you'll be able to get tasty pastries in Canada. Wow. In August, fantastic. Very exciting. Hey, Dar- Dave Hartnett, how you doing? Dave says hello. Robert David says hello. Oh, look who's here from South Africa. Andre Klinhans. He says, hey, Carl and Coach Rob, looking forward to today's show. And we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Yeah. Thoughts go out to Kerry. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay. So now our first question comes from Mike Dorville. And by the way, if you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, post your questions. We will get to them in today's show, I promise. They will get answered. If you can't stay long enough to hear them answered live, you can come back later and listen to your to your question. Mike Dorval says, what's the story on nitric oxide or NO2 type products? They used to be all the rage, but now I don't see them as much. Real, real, real funny question. Over the yeah. weekend on Facebook, someone said, does anybody – it was in another group, like the Fitness Over 50 group or something. Does anyone use nitric oxide? <laughs> and I thought, I can't, even, I can't even begin to explain how wrong that question is. But, you know, does anybody use yeah. nitric oxide? <laughs> well, the, the product uh, has an interesting history. So the year was 1996. A, fellow's, uh, a fellow by the name of Ed Bird – uh, had just parted ways with Anthony Almada. And together, they were the ones that started EAS before Bill Phillips bought them. Um, but at this point, Bird separates himself, and he starts a new company, MRI, in San Francisco. And soon afterwards, they roll out the original NO2. It was nothing elaborate. As a matter of fact, I remember looking at the label thinking, that, that's it? It was uh, arginine alpha ketoglutarate. In a, in a hard shell pill with some binders and fillers, allegedly to, you know, give it some time release effect. And, and while it's true that it was better or certainly more palatable than straight arginine, you know what I'm saying if you've ever tried it, it was arguable whether it actually worked better. 
So, and, and the price, oh my God, at the time, a 30 day supply was going for 70 to 80 bucks. I remember seeing it for 70 bucks in my local health food store and people were buying it. <laughs> By the year 2000, MRI was reportedly worth over $125 million. So I, I would tell you their advertising was a lot more effective <laughs> than their product. Did it give you a better pump during training? Marginally, I would say. I mean, we're not talking about like steroid-like pumps here. Uh, and from the beginning, I considered it an entirely cosmetic product. Nobody I ever knew, which is to say, nobody I ever knew grew any significant amounts of muscle with, you know, an ar- assault of arginine. It's fair to say, I think, that 20 years later, NO2 has had its run. It's still out there today, okay? But it is far, far less prominent than it used to be. Uh, it was, NO2 was one of the last products that uh, the magazines were able to pump up. And shortly after, those magazines <laughs> disappeared. Um, I Today, you will find better pump ingredients, things like norvaline and uh, agmatine. But none of them are, if you'll notice, not many anyway, are sold solo. They always seem to be part of a pre-workout or other, right, formula. The exception may be L-citrulline, right? We've talked about that before on the show. Uh, Citrulline is shaping up to have some very interesting properties beyond just, you know, giving you better pumps and nitric oxide, so to speak. Um, In any case, I I always thought the best pumps could be had with, with what I'll call a permissive amount of insulin, and lots of water. And you can accomplish that by consuming, you know, a small to medium-sized carb-based, you know, meal. Or use a, a pre-workout um, that has some carbs in it. If you're going to work, if you're going to use carbs in truly intra-workout, though, I would opt for high molecular weight modified starches. Uh, these are also known in some circles as highly branched cyclic dextrin, dextrins, not cyclodextrin, cyclic dextrins. And you sip on it during and, uh, and immediately after the workout. So, and which, which is effective. I mean, I did the glucometer readings 12 years ago now, um, and, and it worked, and it worked really well. Alternatively, Bodybuilders have been known <laughs> to use 50 to 100 milligrams of fill to enhance their pumps uh, during training. I mention that only because... You broke up 50 uh, to 100 milligrams of what? Viagra. Oh, okay. Yeah, or, or sildenafil, the, the generic, uh, to enhance pumps in the gym. And I mention that only because it's come off before it was absurdly ex- expensive. Since then, it's come off label. Um, most doctors can prescribe it for ED, not for bodybuilding purposes, but they can prescribe it for around a dollar a pill. Well, well, but but they they shouldn't re- they shouldn't buy a, a, a prescribe it for bodybuilding because it's ineffective at raising muscle nitric oxide. Okay, so there's only there's only certain tissue that PDE five inhibitors stimulate. Uh, the production of nitric oxide. Um, it just happens to be that that tissue is in the penis, in the nostrils, uh, and in the uh, large aorta, aorta 
uh, of the heart. And so you're not going to get an increased pump in your biceps if you're taking Viagra. You're, you're, you're lying to yourself and you, you know this. You know that you don't get much more of a pump that you can notice. It doesn't work on that tissue. It just doesn't. It's just, it's foolish to take it. Yeah. In- interesting stuff. No, no question. Yeah. Um, overall, I would tell you NO2 products, they get a big thumbs down from me. I, I consider if they work at all, they're more of a cosmetic. I don't think they enhance performance. I don't think they accelerate muscle growth or, or fat loss. Um, and, you know, they're not the most, they're not the cheapest things in the world. Too much emphasis on the cosmetic, not enough on, on building real muscle for my money. There's a study out of the University of Kentucky from back in 2007 maybe around there that showed that uh, taking uh, arginine alpha ketoglutarate in large enough doses where it actually produces an increased nitric oxide response in muscle impairs contractile force of the muscle by derailing calcium channel efflux. So what this means is, yeah, you get a pump, but if you're looking for performance, you don't want a pump. You don't want something that's going to congest the muscle so it can't work as hard. You know what I mean? So again, you know the the the, the idea of a pump. There is a, there is a purpose for the pump. I trained with BFR bands on my legs this morning. I know, but you're not using these and wanting to be a power lifter. You're not using these and wanting to be a CrossFitter. A CrossFitter will tank with nitric oxide products because he doesn't or she doesn't need a pump that's going to stop them from getting a couple extra reps out because their muscles are engorged think never of, criti- just be critic just think critically for a second from an evolutionary perspective a pump is disaster oh crap i can't run fast now this lion's going to get me because my muscles are cramping up think about it yeah yeah it's um i never saw it improve my numbers i can't say i think they decreased but you know, numbers are numbers. They don't lie. And so, you know, no performance enhancement combined with no real muscle growth equals I'm going to pass. So the next question comes from Craig Castingway. He says, so it's obvious that you have a lot of experience with these various supplements, especially ephedrine. But you're also 50 years old. How do you reconcile still using these? I guess because you're old, he feels like you're reckless. Uh a, a fair question, because on the surface, frequent use of, of powerful stimulants looks, at, at my age, I'm sure to most people, it looks irresponsible. But um, I have several reasons for doing so. Doing so. Now, the, the big objection that I've heard is blood pressure, right? And you get a big increase in, in blood pressure. Well, the reality is um, I either don't get any increase whatsoever or it's marginal, very marginal, with me. I honestly feel that most of that is, it's simple. My body's used to it. <laughs> it's had ephedrine almost every day for 30 years. Now, if you give 50 milligrams of ephedrine and two to 400 of caffeine to a newbie who's never had it before, then yeah, you know, I would imagine you'd see a rather large increase. Do you feel the ephedrine? What, okay, so here's some questions. When do you take the ephedrine? First thing in the morning, a half hour, an hour after you wake up? When do you take it? Uh, I take it about, I would say, mid-afternoon. Okay, so you, you've you been up a while before you even take it. 
Yeah. Okay. How much do you take now? I'm down to 35 milligrams and, and uh, three to 600 of caffeine. Okay. And do you feel it when you take it? A little bit. Not not, not a like lot. you used to. No. Not like you used to. No, no, no. I mean, you know, that, that was when you're a virgin with ephedrine, you really feel it. You really feel it. Some but, people, um, some people get anxiety and freaked out when they first take it. Yeah, and and that's true. I think of any stimulant, right? That they that they put in their body. It's not for everybody. Um, but my issue is with the government and what they did with it. And so, yes, I'm a study of one, um, but there are many factors that make it safe for me. So one of those is I understand I normally have very good blood pressure, usually around 120 to 80. At my last physical, it was 108 over 68. So it's not like I'm starting out with borderline blood pressure and then, boom, it's over the moon because of ephedrine. I start out usually at a lower number than most people, and that brings me up to quote-unquote normal. Um, the other thing that it does is... I benefit from a higher HDL levels because of it. Hmm. And that, yeah, and that sounds largely a maintenance diet. Its effect, at least in studies on a, a much lower calorie diet, is, qu- is quite a bit more pronounced. So, um, you know, I also exercise some critical thinking on the subject. If it was really so bad for you, shouldn't I be dead by now? Or at least have one negative side of 35 years. Yeah, you'd think so, right? Yeah, right. After all those years. So now, if you wait around long enough, uh, sure, something bad's going to happen to someone. But three decades? I mean, come on. Um, I tend to think if I died in a car accident tomorrow, they're going to roll the SHR tapes <laughs> of me saying I took ephedrine for 30 years and then say, look what it did to him. They're going to say that about me. I, I, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm not waiting to die. But the day after I die, you know everybody's going to say I died of anabolic steroid abuse. <laughs> right, right, right. And and so um, that isn't absurd as you think because the government's puppet RAND Corporation was commissioned to study a quote-unquote study of ephedrine. And one of the ephedrine fatalities that they included was a young man who, single car accident, was speeding, hit a, a wet patch, slammed into a tree and decapitated. He was unfortunate. Yeah, but they're going to say that he had that accident because he was adrenalated from the ephedra. You know, you know, yeah. but the, the one good thing that's really one of the good things that's come out of this whole COVID pandemic, scamdemic is that. People who used to trust the government before realize that the government is not trustworthy. Um, you, you know, we have um, hydroxychloroquine. Ooh, bad. When Trump said, oh, no, it's bad, horrible. Ivermectin. Ooh, bad. No, no, it's horrible. Now, all of a sudden, there's studies going, hey, it works. And yeah. those studies existed back then. But the media and the government played games with people's lives. I, I don't. I don't think I can say this strong enough. And, and I'll tell you something else. Facebook's fact checkers, 
They're st- no one takes them seriously anymore. It's so, it's so, it's laughable. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg's ass has to be puckered. Like, we can't influence anybody. They, in fact, when we say something's bad, they immediately think it's good. Yeah, because you and the government, you're a bunch of friggin' liars. And most of you need to be hung for treason. Will it ever yes. happen? No, it won't. It won't. And, and certain parties have learned how to weaponize things like COVID uh, and ephedrine, for that matter. So, you know, um, those are my major reasons for using it. Really, the biggest I, – I have one really important reason, or may, maybe several strung together. It enhances the quality of my life. Mm. I'm happier, I think faster, and I'm more productive. And, yes, I'm quite healthy while I'm on it. So – you know, I'll, I'll die with it in my system, I'm sure, and, and they can attribute it to it and do what they want. Then yeah. you'll be 98 years old. You'll die of a, <laughs> a you'll die of a major brain tumor, and they'll say, "Oh, he died from fucking." Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to curse. He he died from ephedrine abuse. Right, it was the ephedrine. <laughs> yeah. Daryl Deemer says, "I heard you say you haven't lifted weights since Christmas 2020. Instead, performing all calisthenics. So in six months without weights." How much muscle and size would you say you've lost? In one word, none. None. Um, and that is per not just my scale weight, right, total mass, um, but also tape measurements of, you know, all, all of my major muscle groups. And, yes, some, some of the major lifts. Frankly, I wasn't expecting to lose much. Why? I've been this size for over 20 years now, maybe 30 and that is one of the big reasons. The other one is I'm doing a lot higher volume with this body weight stuff than when I was doing weight training. So when I was lifting weights, I always favored heavy weights, low reps, tended towards lower volume. That mix always made me stronger. I got bigger, and it was less wear and tear as I aged, right, on my joints. Um, now with the calisthenics that have been going on since the day after Christmas last year, I'm doing a ton more volume and I feel, feel fuller. Uh, that is a subjective thing. Yes. But you know, the calisthenics program that I'm on and will be on for at least the next six months is much, much higher volume. I used to perform, let's say five sets of five on squats or deadlifts. And then I would do, for my assists and stuff, i do one or two hard sets of, of six to ten reps. And I, I may have played with the rep speed or other things, but that was that was pretty much it. 50, if you do the math, 50 to 75 reps per workout. The phase I'm in now, this body weight stuff on legs, it kicks off with two sets of 40. So there's 80 reps right off the bat. And by the time the workout ends, I've done an easy 350 plus reps for all my leg work. So look at looking at it from a reps volume perspective, I've quadrupled right my volume, and I'm sure that's having a major effect in helping to keep some of the size. Volume is is the key to having big muscles, not strong muscles. Yeah. Okay. Doug Brignoli points this out. You know that's why I've shifted away from the way I used to train. And I will do one movement for 20 minutes straight with very heavy yeah. weight and just five reps, but I'll bust out 18 sets with five reps. So wow. you have, you have the weight for strength. You have the rep pattern for strength, but you have the volume for hypertrophy. 
And I find it's working for me, and I'm 63 years old. If I can, if I can continue to grow muscle, then that's that's magic as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there, well, there are there are certainly lots of upsides, a couple of downsides. Most of the upsides are your focus and concentration becomes improved. I mean, you can't do single leg movements and not have to focus right and concentrate harder. Um, yeah, you could say that about weights, but it's magnified many times over with calisthenics. Downside sides I've noticed are, let's say, number one, you don't need to get as up for these workouts, right? There's yeah. very little, you know, there's very little risk that I'm not going to complete, you know, one of the uh, a, a set with a certain amount of weight. Well, and, and and when you and when you have to get up for a workout. Like today, yeah. I didn't want to. I had to train legs, and I, I knew it was going to be hard enough. But I didn't have that feeling this morning walking into the gym, like I'm going to crush this. I was like, yeah. man, I just like to coast through this workout today. That's really yeah. how I felt. And when you don't have to be up for the workout, your probability of injuring yourself goes down to like zero, because that's when you injure yourself when you when you get yourself to the point where you need to push hard. You got to do something heroic today. Boom, and you and you hurt something. Yeah, and I mean, it's difficult when you're young to top yourself, right, continually from last time. And that's, you know, you can imagine how much more difficult that gets as you get older. It doesn't mean that you don't go in there and work your tail off. I mean, I'm, I'm more drained than I am on most, I was on most of my weight workouts. You don't get the same dopamine hit after, let's say, successfully completing all five reps with you know, you're supposed to get 400 for five. And man, when you were headed into the gym, you, there, there was a, there was some trepidation that you weren't going to get it. But when you do get it, you're over the moon, right? With body weight stuff, it, it's not quite like that. It is the feeling of having a good workout when you're done and knowing that you've taken another step towards your goals. Let's get a question from a live listener real quick. We have a couple Kratom questions that seems to be popular. So the first one is from Tommy D. He says, you mentioned in the past episode that you temporarily cycle off Kratom. Is there anything you have recently stumbled across that replicates Kratom, both dopaminergic and pain-relieving effects? He says, for many years I've looked yet to find an effective Kratom alternative. What do you think? The answer to his last question is no. The honest answer is no. If there was, we'd be hearing about it. More people would be buying it. What his first question? I'm sorry, there were two in there. Well, it it, it just says uh, you cycle off of kratom. Is there anything you've recently stumbled across that replicates kratom, oh. both dopaminergic and pain relieving effects? Not yet, not yet. Uh, and believe me, I'm out there looking right because this is a hot topic for a lot of my subscribers. The thing with Kratom is it does so many things well and seemingly, you know, opposite things, such as, you know, it chills you out, most Kratom anyway. But yet, paradoxically, at the same time, your your mind is, you want to do something. Now, that doesn't need to be physical. It can be. But it can also be reading, writing, researching, cleaning your house. I have a friend who takes Kratom when he has to clean his house. He says (laughs) he doesn't feel like cleaning his house on a Saturday morning, but he takes a little Kratom. And next thing you know, 
he not only feels like cleaning his house, but it becomes enjoyable and he moves so quickly that it gets done in half the time. And I thought to myself, that's amazing. Every housewife <laughs> should be taking Kratom. It uh, it does so many things well. It's it's hard to find a suitable alternative. I think um, if we find it, it will be a combination of products. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's going to be a couple yeah. things together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We got a, under the too much information file, Dylan Gutro says cyclic dextrin gives me awful diarrhea. But make a note of that if you train with uh, Dylan and uh, and he has it in his his uh, post workout drink. Get him home quickly. Um, and and it's usually not cheap, so you're going to pay for that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Diarrhea. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we've got lots more questions. Stick around. You're watching or listening to uh, the Blueprint Power Hour. Go to CoachRobRegish.com to learn more. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Attention meat lovers, I've discovered a snack with just two ingredients, meat and salt. That is so tender and delicious, you almost can't believe it. That's right, no soy, sugar, or other crap. Our partner, Carnivore Snacks, nailed it with these mouth-watering snacks. They have a variety, too. Ribeye, pork loin, leg of lamb, and more, all sourced here in the USA from Regenerative Farms. Claim your superhuman offer from Carnivore Snacks today at shrnetwork.biz slash snacks. That's S-N-A-X. Use the code superhuman for 15% off your first First order plus a free two ounce pork loin. Knoll Creek Hemp Company's Delta 8 soft chews are the premier Delta 8 product on the market today. Knoll Creek's Delta 8 is produced from high quality hemp derived CBD oil and soft chews are manufactured using proprietary nano emulsification technique that ensures the Delta 8 soft chew will timely deliver the desired effects cleanly and consistently from piece to piece. In a space where at least 70% of the products fail to meet label claims and where most users of conventional hemp products are left disappointed, Knoll Creek's Delta Delta 8 soft chews are a product you can trust. Visit shrnetwork.biz slash delta 8. That's D-E-L-T-A and the number 8. And use the code SHR20 to get 20% off your first order today. Every day, there's a new wellness trend. Eat that. Do this. Avoid those. How do you know where to start or who to trust? Inside Tracker helps you cut through the noise by analyzing your blood, your DNA, your lifestyle, and your fitness tracker to provide you with a science-backed, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Personalized one size fits one recommendations to help you optimize you. For a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering superhuman radio listeners 25% off the entire store. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash inside tracker, I N S I D E T R A C K E R, to save 25% off. Change begins on the inside. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has Double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, 
you'll gain with it. If there is one mineral you should be worried about not getting enough of, it's magnesium. Magnesium is the body's master mineral, powering over 300 critical reactions, including detoxification, fat metabolism, energy, and even digestion is influenced by the presence of magnesium. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about a new magnesium product I've been taking now called Magnesium Breakthrough. It's the ultimate magnesium supplement, easily the best I've ever seen or experienced. With all seven forms of magnesium, I was able to arrange an amazing deal for my audience and I guarantee it's the best deal available on this product. Seriously, with volume discounts combined with our custom 10% coupon code SHR10, you can save up to 40% off select packages of Magnesium Breakthrough. And I promise that this deal is only available on this specific website, magbreakthrough.com slash SHR. You won't find that deal on Amazon or even on the company's own website. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash SHR and use code SHR10 to save up to 40% off select packages of Magnesium Breakthrough. Hey, this is Carl Lenore. Superhuman Radio is the longest running health, fitness, and anti-aging podcast in the world, going into our 16th year of continuous production. If you have a product that you think would appeal to the superhuman nation, we can get you on the air quickly and inexpensively to help promote your brand. Join the ranks of some of the largest and most successful companies in the world who know how great it is to be affiliated with Superhuman Radio. Contact Dan Kapitsky today at dan.kopitz ZKE at superhumanradio.net to learn more. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Blueprint Power Hour, uh, where you get to ask your questions and we get to tap dance for you. Uh, let's see. We'll go back to the, the pre-sent in questions and then we'll go back to the live questions. So we'll get everybody's questions answered. This one comes from John. I thought it was Cena. It's Sierra. I was like, oh, he listens to the show. That's pretty cool. What kind of uh, leg routine would you advise for a six foot four male who really needs to grow his legs? I've heard you talk about box squats before. I, I got to be honest with you. If you're six four and you have, you know, those long femurs, um, you're probably never, ever going to really be happy with your legs uh, because what you have in your mind are the legs of a guy who's 5'8", that look like <laughs> that look like turkey drumsticks. And us tall guys, we just don't get those quads. It's just I – mean, I mean, I shouldn't say you can't, but uh, you're going to have to really do some heroic stuff to get those kind of quads like these shorter guys do. Yeah, I have some experience here. I trained a, a truck driver. Uh, God, six four. He had the best grip I ever experienced, but he had those long, long legs. Uh, very difficult to develop, as you point out, Carl. And and as good as they are on a number of levels, box squats would not fit my recommendation for leg hypertrophy. For strength, incredible hypertrophy. It's a different story. For that, traditional squat work works much better. The issue, of course, is, is always depth, right? Or more specifically, cutting depth when the weights get heavy. So in the past, you could use spotters, hopefully were honest, that gave you feedback. And, you know, did you go low enough? Um, these days, everyone's got a phone and with a camera in it, so you can record it if necessary. Uh, and rec- recreate the crime scene, so to speak. Um, most people know 
what squatting deep enough looks like. And they know when they're cheating themselves. What the, what they don't realize is just how bad it looks when they are cut in depth and they actually see it for the first time. It, it's a lot of people have deluded themselves into thinking I squat parallel. No, a matter of fact, it's not even. Hell, a lot of people have deluded themselves into thinking I squat 405 pounds. Right. You know, you're not. You're not doing it. That's not a squ- You're not squatting 405 pounds if you just go down two inches and then return back up. Right. I know. I know. And I remember, you know, I remember when I first started squatting heavy, it's scary. Like, oh my God, if I get down too far, I may lose control and get stuck down there. That means you are going too heavy. It's like if, if you're, if you're somebody who goes, oh yeah, I, I can't go all the way down with this, then you're not ready to squat that weight. Yeah, and and that's a hundred percent spot on, and it's tough to swallow for the ego, right? Um, but long story short, you want to, I would recommend squatting in a rack uh, with the safeties, of course. Film it and make sure that the crease of your hip is at least parallel with your knee. If it isn't, lower the weight and go lower on the squats. Now, in terms of programming. Five sets of five is it, it's excellent for either newbies or advanced men. Just make sure again your depth is consistent on every rep. Small weights become large weights over time if you have if you have a little bit of patience. Never forget that overtime part. It is a necessary part of the process. For those that still <clears throat> can't bring themselves to go low enough. And, and there are, you know, I've seen them. The iron mind hip belt that I talk about all the time is a big, big part of the solution for them. If you set that upright, it is a great audible cue. Given every time the weight touches the floor or the ground, you will know precisely, all right, how far down you went. And if you set it up correctly, You'll go down to at least parallel. For assistance work, I always favor the leverage squat over everyone else for some reason. They, they love the, the leg press. Uh, de- because, you I'll know, tell you, because you look more impressive leg pressing 10 plates on each side, you know, people <laughs> are like, oh man, I'm, I'm leg pressing a thousand pounds. And well, not really a thousand. It's probably a, a portion of a thousand pounds. It's, maybe it's more like seven hundred or six hundred pounds. And when you got six hundred pounds on your back, you you know it's six hundred pounds. You're not squatting it. You know what I mean? So right, yeah, right. Yeah. Much much better movement, in my opinion. Um, depending upon how much gas you have left, uh, I used to do three sets of ladders. So five reps, four, three, two, one. Repeat that two more times. Okay. That set and rep spread gives you, it's a sneaky way to get a lot of volume in. That adds 45 more reps to your squat volume with virtually none of the dangers of the leg press, one of which, contrary to popular belief, is lower your lower back. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But, but let, let's address that. If your ass is coming out of the seat as your, as the platform comes closer and closer to you, you're doing it wrong. And you are going to end up with lower back problems because what's happening is as the p- platform is coming towards you, you don't really have the leg strength to keep it from moving too fast. So what you do is you lock your legs and then you bring your butt out of the chair and roll your hips forward to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to create 
the illusion of another three or four inches of movement. But what you're doing is you're, you're, you're going against the natural curvature of the lumbar spine and those discs will pop out if that spine straightens out too far. It's also a great way to jam up your IT band, <laughs> as I found. Uh, look, the, the more I, I did it and the older I got, the, the, the worse my opinion was of it. Um, I would certainly forget it unless it's the only other, um, you know, movement that you can perform. Actually, I, I, I'd opt not to do it, period. Pull yourself – if you're going to do leg presses – Pop your butt out in the back. And some people put a towel, a rolled up towel in their lumbar area to force them to sit properly. And then reach down and grab the pad that you're sitting on and pull yourself down and back into the seat. And your butt should not move. If you, as the, if you're, if you're, if the platform is coming down to you and all of a sudden you feel like you have to lift your butt out of the seat and roll your hips forward, to let it keep coming, stop there. Yeah. Not everybody's built the same. This is true with the squat. Not everybody's built to squat ass to ankles. Yeah. Not everybody's built. To, if you if you have a butt wink, you know what a butt wink is, Rob? You ever see somebody who squats, they come down, come down, then all of a sudden there's this like hitch movement and their butt folds under and over under. And then oh, yeah. when they come back up, they have to kind of recenter the bar and push back. If you squat like that, stop. Don't go down that far where your your butt starts to wink, because all you're doing is is you're shifting weight at the moment that your spine is the most vulnerable. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Yeah. No. Those are all. That's all very good advice. Um, the final movement I would work when you're working legs would be the step up. Now that's very demanding, but if you can get through, and, and these can be just body weight or holding, you know, heavy dumbbells. It, it's completely up to you. If you can work your way through four sets, 10, 8, 6, 6, uh, and you do the math, the 5 by 5, the three sets of ladders, and this 10, 8, 6, 6, you will have a leg workout with an accumulated volume of 100 reps. For most people, they know after a, maybe two workouts. They know if that's too much or they know if they need more. And so that's how I have people do it. Um, and they make great progress, although those three movements are extremely demanding. You won't need to do cardio <laughs> if you do those step-ups uh, with enough weight or, and or fast enough. Yeah. Uh, let's get some let's, – we're going to get some uh, listener comments and questions, and then when we take our next commercial break um, – well, let, let's do this. Let's do this. I got, I got an idea. Let's answer some of these questions first. Um, Slick Willie says – Last week I was doing spider curls at the end of a back workout. Is that the ones where you hang? You're laying flat and your arms are hanging and you're doing curls? I don't know what a spider curl is. I felt something pop and I think I have a torn or partially torn bicep tendon. Seeing an orthopedic doc today, any insights into this? First of all, was there any blood pooling or black and blue? If there was no blood pooling and no black and blue the day after, then chances are you didn't tear anything. Uh, the pop could have been a variety of things. It could have been uh, a joint dislocating for a moment and relocating. It could have been sometimes uh, tendons get caught on the wrong side of a track and they pop back into the track. Uh, if you're doing a movement 
uh, that uh, is um, how should I say it? It's putting a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of challenges to a multi joint, you know, like the the elbow, the shoulder, the wrist. So sometimes tendons get out of place and they pop back in, and it's a snap. It's a loud snap. Um, but if there's no blood pooling and there's no black and blue, you probably didn't pop any. You didn't tear anything. Go ahead, Rob. Well, if it's the movement, I think it is. You know, we, it's also referred to as the preacher curl, maybe with a little more rounding to the pad. I never liked that movement. I didn't like it because of the, I don't know, leverage. I think you'd call it, put on the joints. Um, yes. Yeah, okay. My, so here, a spider curl is one where you're you're fa- you're laying facing an a, an inclined bench. So your chest is against it instead of your back, oh, and your arms are right. hanging off, and you're doing curls. From that hanging position. Well, uh, I don't think that's as onerous to, to the joints. Um, that movement, in my mind, is probably best suited to like a dumbbell hammer curl. Um, but I would concur with most of your statements. Uh, one thing I would check is in the last six to eight weeks, have you added any volume? I've noticed a, a trend uh, let's call it for those individuals that add some of them, you know, 20, 25% bump in volume. And then the next thing, you know, uh, it's too much and something goes. Now it's great that he's getting it checked out, right? So we're going to have a diagnosis soon. I would say after that point, you know, let's re-strategize here next week, get the diagnosis and, and maybe go through some things that can really help him. So he, he he updated. He says uh, that I'm correct about the movement, and he said no bruising. So you didn't you didn't tear anything. You can't you can't tear a muscle muscle belly. You can't evolve uh, an attachment off of bone without blood, without bleeding. So, but 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 and the other thing I was going to say is looking at this movement, I don't think you could go heavy enough with this movement to actually tear. Uh, like I tore my bicep. Uh, fem- uh, it's called the uh, the the, the uh, break uh, no not brachial it's the bicep uh, goes it goes under it goes under the uh, the, the the front sho- head of the shoulder it's the um, bicipital tendon yep. and so as a result the outer head of this bicep is all the way down here in the middle instead of back up here where it used to be and I, I was rowing very very heavy weight and I felt the tearing and I've you know, torn hamstring uh, attachments and they pop, but they pop loud. Like even people next to me heard it and they, my whole leg was black and blue the next day. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't think you tore it. I really don't. I think that, but because of the way that movement is when your, your shoulders are out, your arms are out, you, you, the bicep, uh, bicepital, bice- uh, th- this tendon that runs along the muscle from the bicep underneath the shoulder has a groove. It actually has a groove that it fits in. And like pronating your wrist like that and doing curls like that, you may have just felt it popping back in, which is very painful, by the way, especially when you have a lot of weight on it. I, I, don't, I don't think you tore anything. I really don't. That's my bet. So let's see what the doctor says. Yeah, let's hope so. Okay, I got to go to Facebook to look and see because uh, when people comment on the um, on the the, the uh, Superhuman Nation page, their names uh, don't show up for some reason. They're not allowing 
their security settings to show. So one of these questions is actually from Kirkland Morletti. Let's see who the other one is. Stell Yo. So we'll go to Kirkland's um, question first here because that's the first in order. I recently uh, listened to Francis Holloway talk about many things that his group has been measuring, but one thing stuck out to me. This group observed that unenhanced athletes seem to top out at a muscle-to-bone mass ratio of 5.2 to 1. Interesting. Um, Do you guys feel that increased bone mass would allow for the same ratio to hold – Increasing total muscle potential. If so, what are some methods of supplements that you would look into to increase bone mass? Nothing increases bone mass like like physically loading the body yeah. with weight. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, th- there was a study that compared uh, HRT in women, predominantly estradiol, to light squatting. And this was a clinical trial. It was like 22 weeks long. They gave one group of women HRT. One group was a control. They did nothing. They got nothing. And then the third group just got like 85 pounds on the bar and squatted three days a week. And then they they did DEXA scans of their hips. And the group that did nothing actually saw a small bone loss over the 22 weeks. The group that got estradiol did not see any bone loss but they didn't see any new bone creation. And the group that squatted saw a new bone creation, which is the best of all. Yeah. Uh, not, nothing, you know, it could be that um, athletes who use drugs train harder. And because they handle more weight, their bone density increases dramatically, uh, even more so than a natty. Uh, who's, who's training, you know, just because it's, it's, it's a much more aggressive, uh, uh, training regimen, perhaps. We don't know that. We, we have to look at the, who's doing what, and then what's happening to the skeletal system. Well, yeah, um, you know, beyond the heavy loading, uh, it's arguable, right? Whether or not you can expand the chest cavity from heavy pullovers and breathing squats and things like that. But his question, um, brought something to mind that an old timer told me once I w- we were talking about chest expansion and you know, whether or not it's possible. And, and if it is, what are the benefits? And he just looked at me and he said, um, the bigger the skeleton, the, the more meat you can hang off it. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not incorrect. Um, now when it gets down to actual density of bone tissue, that's something that's remolding, right, occurring your entire life. So I think if the loading is there, the heavy loading, then the reason is there for that bone to be as stout as humanly as your genetics will allow. I'm not aware of any drug supplement, what have you, that causes actual bone growth or mineral or or density, as he's putting it. Anything near, anyway, what loading does, heavy loading. So Andre Kleenhaus says, uh, the problem with the spider curl is that you start the movement with the bicep at a mechanical disadvantage. The tendon is parallel to the moving lever or the forearm. It is. It's true. But I have a feeling that his doctor is going to tell him it was his bicipital tendon 
that is causing the problem. Especially as we get older, for some reason, the bicipital tendon, the groove, the notch that it fits in, uh, it, it becomes sloppy. It becomes maybe the tendon gets looser as age and it pops in and pops out. And it's painful as hell. I mean, you'll think, oh, sorry about that. The, uh, the show has a mind of its own. It wants to go to the next break and we will take it there. Uh, but I, I, I have a funny feeling he's going to point to, the bicipital tendon uh, when you go uh, to the doctor to, to talk to him about this. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We have more questions. And then later on, the blueprint tip of the day. Uh, don't miss it. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Knoll Creek Hemp Company's Delta 8 Soft Chews are the premier Delta 8 product on the market today. Knoll Creek's Delta 8 is produced from high-quality hemp-derived CBD oil, and soft chews are manufactured using proprietary nano-emulsification technique that ensures the Delta 8 soft chew will timely deliver the desired effects cleanly and consistently from piece to piece. In a space where at least 70% of the products fail to meet label claims and where most users of conventional hemp products are left disappointed, Knoll Creek's Delta 8 Soft Chews are a product you can trust. Visit shrnetwork.biz slash Delta 8, that's D-E-L-T-A and the number 8, and use the code SHR20 to get 20% off your first order today. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Being superhuman means being conscientious about the choices we make. White Oak Pastures is superhuman when it comes to raising livestock. They're committed to animal welfare, land regeneration, and rural revival. They responsibly manage the entire process from the pasture to your doorstep. High-quality, pasture-raised, great-tasting meat from a farm you can trust. Full nose-to-tail selections. They even have options for your pet. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash white oak and use code SHR20 to save 20% off your entire first order. I need to share with you all a revolutionary new wearable technology called Happy. Happy allows you to enjoy the effects of caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, melatonin, and muscle relaxants without actually ingesting anything. Yes, really. They figured out the unique magnetic signature of each of these molecules and recorded them. Just put the Happy on, choose the signal you want, and it starts projecting the magnetic signature of that molecule that you choose. Like coffee for feeling alert. Go to happy.com slash SHR. That's H-A-P-B-E-E dot com slash S-H-R to learn more and unlock an $80 discount exclusively for the Superhuman Radio listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or ability to achieve your goals? BetterHelp can help. They will assess your needs and match you with a licensed therapist. This is not a self-help or crisis line. It's professional counseling done securely online. They have a broad range of experts and are available worldwide without having to wait in an uncomfortable waiting room. Get the help you need and start living a happier life today. Go to SHR network.biz slash better help that's better h e 
H-E-L-P, and receive 10% off your first month of counseling when you use the code SHR. Remember those rectangular toaster pastries you used to love when you were a kid? Well, Legendary Foods has just made them better. The new cake-style tasty pastry is like nothing you've ever had before. With 20 grams of high-quality protein and less than one gram of sugar, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary and use the code SHR10 to save to save 10% off your purchase of tasty pastries. Now available in cookies and cream, red velvet cake, birthday cake, blueberry, strawberry, brown sugar cinnamon, and hot fudge sundae. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary and use code SHR10 today. Move over, superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. got your tasty pastry huh yeah jen just handed it to me <laughs> cake style strawberry baby. i got i got the i got the uh brown sugar cinnamon right here i bought it for lunch today what do you limit yourself to one a day one a day oh wow it's, I, I, know. I, I, feel, I know i feel fortunate i'm at two a day <laughs> yeah no I, I one a day I, I i feel like if i start eating more than one a day i don't know it's just i, I i'll eat five in a row if i'm not careful so I, I one and I, I tore this page out of Elisa's book. She's like that. I'll say to her, "Hey, you want a protein bar?" No, I already had one today. Oh, like why can't you have two? And she said, "You know, I just try to stay to one of each of these. Uh, they're snacks." And I, I kind of adopted it to be honest with you. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. Let's go back to questions and comments. Um. Okay, so this one comes from Stel Yo. Uh, for some reason, his name isn't coming through, but we know who he is. Ephedra plus caffeine plus aspirin plus your bean plus geranium extract ex- oh. equals ridiculous heart rate just walking, 140. Any synergistic additions to this stack? I'm down to my last expired bottle of geranium. Any place to buy more of that since it's banned? I First of all... Ephedrine, caffeine, and aspirin is all anyone ever needed. The yohimbine is horrible. Alpha yohimbine doesn't have the horrible clamminess and blood pressure raising effects, but it also may not be working. <laughs> so there's that jury as well. Mm-hmm. And geranium extract, you don't. You just need ephedrine, caffeine, and aspirin. That's all you need for a fat loss stack, right? Am I right or wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And and remember, this is coming from, from Captain Ephedrine, okay? What you do, <laughs> Captain Ephedrine. I like that. What, what you don't <laughs> uh, – so you can boil this down to, what, three words. Don't do this. <laughs> the the particular ingredients all combined that you just heard are, are very bad news for the vast majority of people. Yohimbi – even alpha yohimbi, which, by the way, 90% of the quote-unquote alpha yohimbi on the market is just straight yohimbi. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yohimbi by itself can significantly raise blood pressure uh, in most people. <laughs> you add uh, ephedrine, caffeine, geran- geranium, germanium, whichever one. And, and what did he say? There was one other. Uh, aspirin. Okay, so once you start combining three stimulants with a compound that magnifies dramatically those stimulants, it's bad news. It, that fe- Listen, I'm not going to tell you I haven't tried it. I have. 
It feels horrible. You you don't wind up where you think you, you're going to. Oh, this is going to be a super stimulant. And it's dangerous. Not likely dangerous, not kind of dangerous. It's dangerous. And we don't need uh, any adverse event reports to, you know, give the FDA more ammunition. It's that simple. I don't think, by the way, his uh, germa- geranium or germanium, it is geranium. It's, it comes from a plant. They said it was uh, synthesized, and they took it off the market. Uh, geranium extract. Yeah, these things. If you're spending your days chasing down geranium, DMAA, you know, and other obscure stimulants, something's wrong. Something's really wrong. Like you said, get ephedrine, caffeine, and aspirin, and have a good workout. That's it. <laughs> Stick with that. That's been the gold standard since I. I mean, twenty years now. Twenty years. Yeah. Mike Davies says, uh, what's your opinion on trying to gain muscle after 50? It works. You can do it. Uh, I've been going to the gym for over two decades, but haven't been primarily focused on cardio or have, have been pr- 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 focused on cardio. Now I'd like to gain some decent size. Question is, how far can I push this when on TRT? Is it too late to start an eating plan and performance Test dose, 500 milligrams of testosterone for five, for eight weeks, uh, twice a year before going, going back to TRT. I don't even think you need the 500, I'll tell you the truth, especially if you're in your 50s, but I'll explain later. What do you think, Mike? I mean, uh, well, Mike, well, what do you think, it's, Rob? Yeah, it's, you're certainly able to build muscle after 50. Uh, I think there are studies even in, in people in their 90s that grew some sort of muscle or at least increased their functional capacity. Is it as easy as when you're younger? No. Are you going to have to pay more attention to diet and cardio? Yes. Uh, But there are some big, strong 50-year-olds in my gym, right? I mean, I'm 51. I'm not huge by any means, but 225 at six feet tall. Uh, I move some pretty significant weights and there are guys in there that lift heavier weights. Um, TRT, TRT is not eight weeks here, 12 weeks off, eight more weeks. Uh, that's cycling and, and doctors are not going to be a party to that. They're, they're not going to risk losing their medical license. I would get on TRT. It would be a dose, certainly less than 500 milligrams. I think 200 milligrams a week is perfectly fine for what you need and will assist in the muscle building process. I say assist, and by that, I don't want that to be over, you know, construed, I guess you'd call it. It's not magic. Same thing we said last week. It takes everything, it takes you doing everything else right, especially the fundamentals of training and diet. So brush up on those, and if you're not sleeping, then absolutely get that uh, CBD that you were talking about. Uh, and that's it. You can yeah. build muscle. You can build muscle. You, at the, uh, same way, the same way you build muscle when you're young, you build muscle when you're old. Yeah. And, and if, you're gonna, if you're going to be on a TRT, then you're already optimized to do what young people do. Um, you know, your diet has to be spot on. Look, I, we, I, if you missed last week's show, and I don't know that you did, I put up uh, my most recent blood work, which is almost four weeks ago now, um, where I'm taking – I was taking 500 milligrams a week of, of test 
and my total testosterone was 4,700 and something. Now, I'm down at 250 milligrams a week, and I'm training just as hard as I did before. I don't notice any difference. Uh, my body didn't need all that extra testosterone, the really reality is. Uh, it wasn't doing anything with it. That, that it, it wasn't doing anything special that it's not doing with 250 a week right now. Right. The real magic is, and this is where older guys get stuck, in my opinion. By the time you're 50 years old, you got a lot going on in your life. <laughs> the real difference between youth and, and, and older isn't that the body responds differently, but a young guy, what has he got to do all day long? Maybe he's working a, a, a job at FedEx Kinko's and, you know, he eats and he drinks and he goes to sleep and life is very easy. When you're 50 years old, you got a lot going on. You got relationships and houses and all this other stuff. Uh, it becomes harder to be narrowly focused on yourself. But that's what it takes. It takes you to be narrowly focused. Food prep is your friend. Prepare all your food days before so you don't have a reason to cheat or miss a meal. Don't miss a meal. Eat every two and a half to three hours. It, it, they can be small meals. Just make sure you have your requisite 30 grams to 35 grams of protein, high-quality protein in that meal. Train hard. Train in the morning so that you can eat all day and feed the training. And make sure your sleep is spot on. Make sure you're really getting good restful sleep. If you're snoring, if uh, if you wake up multiple times to pee, that's not going to help you reach your goal. Because you can build the muscle you want. There's plenty of 60 and 70-year-old bodybuilders out there, regardless of drugs. Drugs don't do anything if you don't do the work. You know? You know, it's true. Those are excellent points. Time and energy, huge. I was hell-bent on building a lot of muscle in my 20s. Mm -hmm. And, you, and like you did. And you did. Right. And I did. But I'm not like that now. And it's a lot easier in your 20s when your obligations are not nearly as many as they are in your 50s. Um, Slick Willie says, before he injured himself doing his spider curls, he happened to have a DEXA scan and an in-body scan which used bioelectrical impedance analysis. Uh, DEXA says 18% body fat. In body said 17. That's good. You're in good shape. That's great. Um, this is obviously, um, well, I don't say obviously. See, it says it just says Facebook user. So I have to go over here and look on the post to see if I can find it again, which I can't. But anyway, it's either Stelio or Kirkland Willetti. Thank you. I always wondered if there was uh, there were contraindications. I take this stack once every two weeks. It's, it's Stelio uh, on water-fasted days. It's all I can handle at the minimum dose. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't even – I wouldn't take Yohimbine, Stel. I wouldn't take Yohimbine. I've taken it a couple times. I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good. Uh, last one, Mike Davies. I have plenty of time. Uh, at the moment, luckily, and going to the gym three to four days a week. Good points. Thank you for your advice. Okay. Last comment, and this was sent to me via Facebook Messenger from Walt Well. <coughs> this was in reference to our discussion on Kratom last week. He said, sorry, but Rob is so off on Kratom. Daily use in the five-gram range is very tough withdrawal for most people. I really like your show, but ignoring proven side effects of Kratom is the opposite to harm reduction. This is coming from someone who just got off a one-year daily use. 
No hate, man. Keep up the good work. Well, Walt's not the only one. <laughs> you had company, Walt. Uh, people that called and emailed me and said, hey, man, you know, it, it's, it is addictive. Uh, or at least it is for me. That, and I think that is the, maybe the crux of the issue. First off, it doesn't help that when I hear Cray Tom, it really sets me off because every minute and dollar the government is spending chasing Cray Tom, they could have been taking, you know, drugs that really kill people like opioids, fentanyl off the street. But having said that, um, he was right. Just because I can cold turkey it and, you know, after almost a year of daily use and I'm in my second or third month now, if not just because I can do that doesn't mean everyone can. And so it's an individual thing. I think it's fair to say some of us, like me, have very addictive personalities. For whatever reason, it didn't show itself on this. Um, also, there are people that are in extreme amounts of pain, right, that use Kratom for just that purpose. When they come off, their life is misery from the time their feet hit the floor and they get out of bed in the morning. I don't have that. Just I'm, I'm a blessed man, believe me, I know it. But I don't have that. So for me to say it's as easy to cold turkey as, you know, uh, caffeine, you're right. Uh, I should have said it can be addictive for a number of reasons. Where I really uh, take issue, and, and not with any of the listeners, with the government, they, by saying Kratom's an opioid, they are suggesting in the public's mind that Kratom is just as dangerous and addictive as opioids. Now, if it really is that dangerous and that addictive, where are the bodies? What hospital can I go to where Kratom overdoses are flooding the ER? And the big one, right? It's not, can it be addictive? Yes. Anything that feels good can be addictive. Um, is it addictive for me? No. Does that mean it's going to be that easy for you to stop? No. Uh, again, I, I, I guess I take more issue with the government than I do anything else when they try to equate it to an opioid. So, uh, we're going to take a, a last commercial break. We've gone through all the questions. Thanks to all of you who watch live and participate. When we come back, we have the blueprint tip of the day. So stay tuned. Attention meat lovers. I've discovered a snack with just two ingredients, meat and salt. That is so tender and delicious, you almost can't believe it. That's right. No soy, sugar, or other crap. Our partner, Carnivore Snacks, nailed it with these mouth-watering snacks. They have a variety, too. Ribeye, pork loin, leg of lamb, and more, all sourced here in the USA from Regenerative Farms. Claim your superhuman offer from Carnivore Snacks today at shrnetwork.biz slash snacks. That's S-N-A-X. Use the code superhuman for 15% off your 
first order, plus a free two-ounce pork loin. Knoll Creek Hemp Company's Delta 8 soft chews are the premier Delta 8 product on the market today. Knoll Creek's Delta 8 is produced from high-quality hemp-derived CBD oil, and soft chews are manufactured using proprietary nano-emulsification technique that ensures the Delta 8 soft chew will timely deliver the desired effects cleanly and consistently from piece to piece. In a space where at least 70% of the products fail to meet label claims and where most users of conventional hemp products are left disappointed, Knoll Creek's Delta 8 soft chews are a product you can trust. Visit shrnetwork.biz slash Delta 8, that's D-E-L-T-A and the number 8, and use the code SHR20 to get 20% off your first order today. Remember those rectangular toaster pastries you used to love when you were a kid? Well, Legendary Foods has just made them better. The new cake-style tasty pastry is like nothing you've ever had before. With 20 grams of high-quality protein and less than one gram of sugar, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary and use the code SHR10 to save to save 10% off your purchase of Tasty Pastries. Now available in cookies and cream, red velvet cake, birthday cake, blueberry, strawberry, brown sugar cinnamon, and hot fudge sundae. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary and use code SHR10 today. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Is there something interfering with your happiness or ability to achieve your goals? BetterHelp can help. They will assess your needs and match you with a licensed therapist. This is not a self-help or crisis line. It's professional counseling done securely online. They have a broad range of experts and are available worldwide without having to wait in an uncomfortable waiting room. Get the help you need and start living a happier life today. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash betterhelp. That's better H-E-L-P and receive 10% off your first month of counseling when you use the code SHR. Every day, there's a new wellness trend. Eat that. Do this. Avoid those. How do you know where to start or who to trust? Inside Tracker helps you cut through the noise by analyzing your blood, your DNA, your lifestyle, and your fitness tracker to provide you with a science-backed, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Personalized, one-size-fits-one recommendations to help you optimize you. For a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering superhuman radio listeners 25% off the entire store. Go to SHR network.biz slash inside tracker i-n-s-i-d-e-t-r-a-c-k-e-r to save 25 percent off change begins on the inside you're listening to the superhuman channel we're ripped and we're ready welcome back so what is the blueprint tip of the day rob Tip of the day is, uh, I guess you'd say, why muscle matters, really matters. So last week I picked up a, a very distressing voicemail from my dad, who, uh, if you recall, is just back from a Boston hospital trying to recover his sight. <clears throat> so in this incredibly weak voice, he asked me if I would pick up some, some bottled water and paper towels, right, because he was running low on them. And, and to leave it on the steps. I said, sure. So I hopped in my car and I ran that errand. When I got to his place, I called him from the driveway and I asked if it would be easier to bring them, you know, these things through the garage. He said, sure, you can leave them 
right in front of my car. And I said, Dad, are you home? He said, yeah. Uh, I said, good. I've got a gift for you. So what I, <laughs> I brought, I actually brought him a tasty pastry um, to show him how it's possible to have treats, you know, even on a, a low-carb diet that's trying to control uh, his diabetes. And he kind of, in, in a wavering voice, he said, um, okay. Now, I knew something was up, but I wasn't sure what yet. I figured he didn't want me to see how bad his, his blindness thing was. I was wrong. As I stacked that third pallet of water bottles, I heard the door open, and I looked to my right, and I was horrified at, at what I saw. His forearm reached around for a switch on the garage wall, just his forearm. But I'm telling you, that was all I needed to see. It was emaciated. The kind of frail that you only see when somebody's got, right, literally one foot in the grave. I know he was in the hospital, okay, for a few days. But it wasn't a few weeks, and it wasn't a few months. Uh, as the rest of him came into view, I tried not to let on about how, how shocked I was. I don't, I think ultimately though, he, he knew. Now, he had told me he dropped 10 to 12 pounds without trying. And, and so I asked a few questions and, and I, they had had him on a low carb diet for two weeks. I said, dad, you know, that's it. But, uh, this was more than 10 to 12 pounds and it certainly wasn't fat <laughs> that he dropped. I'm a pretty good guesser when it comes to body weight and he looks to have lost an easy 20, maybe even 30 pounds. And now we're talking about a guy who's only 180, maybe 190 at, at five foot nine. He never had any noticeable muscle, but whatever was there is gone now, completely gone. I stressed the importance of eating enough fat because I put him on a ketogenic diet and, and upping his protein. But, you know, I'm sure it went in one ear and out the other like it always does. I never looked at my dad as a particularly, you know, robust physical specimen. Some, some, I had friends when I was little um, that certainly did. You know, they, they thought their dad was Superman. Um, they thought their dads were invincible. They were, these were physically impressive men who could seemingly handle themselves or anything the world threw at them. Not my dad, <laughs> which uh, for me made this all the more disturbing for some reason, right? You would think if you think of your dad as Superman and then you see him as, you know, in the state that he was, that it would be worse. But it wasn't. It, w it was worse for me because I saw normally weak man, physically weak, become even weaker. And when you don't start with much muscle, you can't afford to lose much, right? I don't want that for you. I don't want it for me. Uh, I want you loaded up with muscle going into old age, which means building as much as you can now, regardless of your age. Because Sarcopenia, the age-related loss of muscle tissue, truly is the fast lane to the cemetery, right? I have made, God knows I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but 
pursuing maximum muscle wasn't one of them. In fact, it's turned out to be next to marrying my wife, (laughs) the smartest decision that I've ever made. So this is no young man's passing fancy. At some point, everyone is put into a position where muscle is life. There is a very clear correlation. The medical community themselves will tell you this. A very clear correlation between lean body mass, muscle, and longevity. The muscle you're building today, it needs to last a lifetime. And the more you maximize, I think, what your genetics allow, the longer and the better you will live, irrespective of other causes. Last point I want to make. Do not ever let anyone tell you that you're wasting your time with this bodybuilding stuff. I've heard it from more than my dad. Uh, Because in the end, virtually everyone who does so, who does this bodybuilding stuff, is going to benefit. And everyone that doesn't, won't. And believe you me, they're going to regret it. Because once your legs go, uh, once they're, you know, all of their muscle is gone, and if you talk about time and energy, they may have a lot of time, but they don't have the energy to build muscle like you will in your 20s, 30s, 50s, you know, whatever. Um, They will only regret that they didn't do this bodybuilding stuff. So get on this today because tomorrow is going to be here before you know it. Before you know it. Good information. Yeah. You know, I was... Recently thinking of a saying that I've coined over the years on this show, and that is, stronger is younger. <clears throat> and I, right. I recite this to myself. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm training again. I'm getting strong again. I'm putting on muscle again. I'm getting lean again. I've been here before. You uh, make you the, feel good too well, again. Yeah. And, and the reality is that with all of my injuries, uh, my bad foot surgery, my my left foot hurts me all the time, Does except it? when I'm sitting. It doesn't hurt when I'm sitting, but when I'm standing, it hurts. And the reality is that I'm stronger this week than I was last week. And in my book, that means I'm younger because we attribute strength, vitality to youthfulness. Yes. Old people aren't strong. They're frail. Old people aren't uh, vital. They're, they, 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 they're weak. They're sitting. They, they, they're wasting away. If you're getting stronger, you're getting younger. Just remember that. Don't, don't worry about how your face looks or, gee, my hair is so gray. My skin's starting to get saggy and wrinkly because it, it does. It just does. It, it, the suit wears out. But Kate, take, pay attention to how strong you are. And how strong you remain. Make that the goal. Because there are so many good studies that show that the strength you carry equals longevity. Yeah. And and I've seen this issue from not just the bodybuilding perspective or the elder care perspective. When I worked in insurance, you know, it was three straight years of long-term care, which is insurance for nursing homes, assisted living facilities, and visiting nurses and that sort of thing. 
And so I've seen the physical decline from onset to the game's over. And I'm telling you, the length of, of that process is predicated on the amount of muscle tissue that you carry into it. And keep. And, and keep. keep. There's a study that actually shows that men to 65, beyond 65, and yep. women to 60, those with the most muscle when they turn 60 for women, when they turn 65 for men, live the longest. There's an actual study that shows that. Yeah, so, and, you know, the thing is, the medical community has been aware of this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the up until just recently, because of NASA's, you know, mission to Mars and or SpaceX's mission to Mars, the issue of, of sarcopenia has gotten just lip service, you know. Now they're serious because they got to send a crew to Mars. It's going to be years, right? A year, half year, a year to get there or whatever, some obscene amount of time. No gravity, no loading, no muscle. Bye-bye. Yeah, so these these guys, they'll leave, they'll leave the Earth robust and strong. Right. And then when it, they're, they're like, okay, you got to get out and walk around on Mars. They're like, well, we can't walk. <laughs> what do you mean you can't walk? I can't stand up anymore. My legs aren't strong enough to keep me standing up. It's it's crazy, but um, that's where the research is, and and it's kind of interesting to see what they've tried and all of the things that haven't worked. <laughs> or solic acid, you know. Um, I, I could go on and on, but um, it looks like the best they can do is uh, creatine and and a lot of static holds <laughs> and P- bandwidth. P E M F. Uh, pulse electromagnetic fields were first used by NASA. There's a study showing it to keep muscle wasting and bone wasting under control while in the capsule. Wow. That, that uh, pulse electromagnetic fields stimulate an anabolic response to both muscle tissue and, and bone. If you don't have a PEMF unit that you sleep with under your bed, you're missing out on opportunities to grow that you don't know about. It's very interesting, you know. It's I mean, NASA is the one that did all the research on uh, pulse electromagnetic fields and muscle wasting and bone wasting in space. They yeah. did all that research, so it's legit. It's nobody trying to sell you something, you know. Amen. <laughs> CoachRobRegish dot com is the website to go to to learn more. Uh, thanks for all your hard work today. Thank you to everybody who watches live, posts questions and comments, uh, because you make the show so much better. Uh, yes. It would not be as good without you guys, and I really want to thank everybody. And please share the show. Maybe somebody will learn something. You never know. I will see you tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you for being here today. Thank you.